you come to your senses? It's NH Unscripted, you fool. I am your Don Henley-like host, Ray Dudley. Always happy to be out of bed. Ooh, got my little bunny slippers on. <sighs> well, gather the kitties around the Motorola. Break out the banquet TV dinners because we got another blockbuster for you. And we are coming to you from the spa-like conditions of the WKXL Studios in Concord. Complete with warm towels, little chocolates, and hot rock saunas. They got it all. There's no budget constraints here. 14.50 a.m. on that radio. 103.9 FM. Those are radio bands for you old folks. 101.9 FM in Manchester. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, a radio, yeah, we got a URL. NHTalkRadio.com. How do you like that? Stick a feather on that, baby. Oh, I need to thank my sponsor today. You know, let's face it. You missed Valentine's Day, okay? So, how are you going to make up for that? You know you missed it. I know you missed it. Your partner knows you missed it. Hmm. What could we do? Let me think. Oh, hey, take a look out your window at that World War II memorial you call a fence. Get rid of it! Dump that piece of garbage. It's a hazmat situation going on there. Lakes Region Fence in Guilford. Good friends of mine. They do excellent, excellent work. Horse corrals, pool surroundings, property lines. They do it all. LRFence.com. You can go out there. There's like gobs and gobs and gobs of... I get no gigabytes. That's what I meant. Gigabytes. Yeah, not gobs. Of fence porn. You can go out there and spend hours, hours, gather your partner up, grab a bucket of KFC chicken, and just lavish in all the fences you can look at. You could probably have one in your backyard. Love you, Matt. Lakes Region Fence, LRFence.com. Oh, we appreciate them so much. Well, I said we got a blockbuster, but it's actually part two of an episode we had before. In the studio with me today is Kevin Collins from the Garrison Players. Good morning, sir. Good morning. And he brought reinforcements. <laughs> because he can't handle me by himself. Kevin, who's with you? I've got my wife, Kate. What? Hello, Ray. Good morning, <laughs> Kate. Good morning. They think they're going to double team me. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> Kevin, we need to back up a little bit. Um, the last time you were here... Um, you were talking about the evolution of theater, and particularly in the uh, community theater uh, mm -hmm. area. Give us a quick overview, and then let's cause trouble. Okay, sounds good. Um, just to back up, of course, you and I started uh, theater in the early 1970s. That's over 50 years ago. We were uh, doing... Um, Why does he have to push that button? <laughs> As you like it. Um, and uh, my wife, Kate, was started theater at about the same time. And then we met when we got our Master of Fine Arts at the University of Connecticut. And shortly after that, after we got married, we started teaching high school in theater. Uh, so between the two of us, I'd say we've done 40 or 50 shows directing. More than that, I More think, than that yeah. so since, since 1985. Dang. And all, you know, all of them in high school, just about. So... Um, when we were talking last time, I know I, re I realized oh, it's sort of all over the place because my mind just works that way. No, it's because know? of me. Yeah, well, you, can, you, you can admit it. I'm big enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Go ahead. Right. We influence each other. But I thought that maybe perhaps in this uh, part two, we might want to uh, narrow the focus a bit. 
So I asked Kate to come along because she also has some similar thoughts about the state of uh, of community theater and and how actors get trained. And for her, more importantly than any than 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 most is that she deals with the young kids, many of whom discover that they have some uh, some measure of talent and some measure of ambition that they want to go on from there. So I'll let Kate talk about some of the things that she's observed, the changes over the past 10 to 20 years in particular um, in uh, high school theater, or shall we, I, I would say probably more youth theater than I would say strictly high school. But yeah, Kate, I, I, welcome <laughs> to the arena. Jump right in. <laughs> All right, then. Well, I, I really come at it uh, from the high school perspective because what I was seeing in um, you know 40 years of directing and producing high school plays was that uh, there was a time when um, the high school musical was the you know a real focal point for high school students and it was the primary opportunity for teenagers to be involved in theater it was if you're going to do a play and you're a teenager and you don't play sports that was the thing to do but with the growth of community theater in my area, in New Hampshire, and the seacoast of New Hampshire especially, um, students have a lot more opportunities now. So they're out there doing um, theater in, you know, the theater camps, the, um, the semi-professional, professional theaters, and the community theaters have these youth theater programs so that I would have students who were um, getting training elsewhere where, you know, I did the training, um, in, in past years, they're getting trained elsewhere, but they're also dividing their, um, their time up so that I would have students in a high school show who were doing one or two other shows at the same time. And so the, I, think, I think you have, you're competing for talent, you're competing for time, and um, it, it really had sort of a ripple effect in, in uh, high school which is not to say it's, um, it's just changing. It's not better or worse. It's just a, sort of a changing dynamic uh, where you have now maybe a, a group of kids doing a show, doing Into the Woods, and you have 10 of them who are doing other shows and really, really uh, talented, really, really into theater, and the others who are kind of along for the ride. And um, so this is creating some sort of different attitudes, divisions maybe. Um, that that weren't there before. That weren't there before. Yeah, where everybody was sort of, you know, rowing in the same direction, and they were all schlubs teamwork. at one time. Yeah, and now it's half schlubs. <laughs> so, I guess point? you could say it that way. Yeah. I did say it that way. <laughs> what do you mention that? So, what do you think is is this is this an evolution for the for the better? Or I know you said you really didn't want to say whether it was good or bad, but it obviously is affected because that's why you brought it up. It, it has some implication here that yeah i think i think where it where it hit me um in some ways was that uh the it, kids who are out doing theater with um seacoast rep for example high school plays aren't as cool anymore so um some of the most talented kids are being sort of um um brought into a lo- they're they're getting a lot more experience, and that's that's really good because that brings it back to their peers. Mm-hmm. But um, they don't necessarily see the value in doing the high school shows anymore. So, Ooh, oh, so I you, get that. So you're losing a little bit in terms of the 
um, the talent pool, I guess. Interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. And, and, and it kind of goes along with what we had said uh, last time about that community theater sort of, it, it emerged from the community. And uh, if, you, if you think about it, the, the community has almost always included its high school. You know, you, 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 you take a, like a book or a TV series like uh, Friday Night Lights and how everybody in that town just sort of, you know, f- focused around the, the, the football team on the yeah. Friday Night Lights. And I think that it was also true for, um, for, for, for high schools. Um, and, and, and as Kate says, it's not necessarily a, a, a bad thing. It just means that you have to adapt to it. Mm-hmm. You have to compensate. Now, what are you going to do? Are you going to get in competition with these other groups? And how are you going to get in comp- competition? Well, if they're going to do this musical, then we better do a better musical or, you know, or, or we're going to lose those kids. Because if, they, if they're going to have to make a choice, What's going to dictate their choice? And I think that's the same thing that's happening at the community adult level. Um, in that, uh, uh, you know, that 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 I might live in Dover, and Garrison Players is doing one kind of show, and Players Ring, as I mentioned the other day, is doing another kind of show. Who am I going to audition for? Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 we and you and I have also talked about, you know, how how big is the talent pool if you've got so many theaters in New Hampshire and as and as and Kate in just ver- that that very narrow world of 14 to 18 year olds there's a lot of competition now mm-hmm. yeah so uh, so this is a conundrum right i mean you on one hand you want to embrace the fact that so many of them are going out kind of like sports right they they're getting the other it's an enhanced, right? They can go, when you say they go to the camps and they're going out and they're working with like Seacoast or whoever. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a positive, except it sometimes isn't a positive for what, all right, hang on. You hear the music. Dang it, dang it, dang it. It's time for some spam sandwiches and a glass of tang. Hang on, we're putting a pin in that baby right there. We are with Kevin and Kate Collins from the Garrison Players. We are tearing apart some theater conundrums. We'll be back. Hang on. on me from that spam sandwich but we're back hey garn i don't know why everybody says you're so stupid (laughs) it's nh unscripted i am your f troop like host ray dudley we are coming to you from the taj mahal like digs of the wkxl studios in concord 1450 a.m 103.9 fm 101.9 fm for you beautiful souls in manchester And for those of you who feel you need a URL, or you just want to check out the archives, or you can find a button to listen to us live, nhtalkradio.com is where the treasure chest is. Speaking of that, we're on topic today. Mr. Collins, we were talking about the evolution here, and also, yeah, the evolution of high school theater. 
now we want to get into the transition as they move into community theater. How how has those added things like the training camps, seco? I'm just professional that will add them in. Even just professional theaters that have an education department, like the Winnipesaukee Playhouse. Mm-hmm. How is that impacting that next step, that next level they go to? If you look at uh, and 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 I went online and dug out the um, most popular plays. NPR was uh, did, did a great job of uh, compiling a lot of this. There's another radio station in town. Oh what? yeah, what <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yes, I'm sorry about that. I should mention that's that. all right. That that other radio huh. station. Um, and over the past several decades, if if you look at the plays that were generally done by high school high school drama clubs, etc. They were exactly the same as what the adults were doing. Uh, for instance, it, you can't take it with you. And uh, uh, Our Town, and so many plays like that, and um, uh, The Curious Savage, uh, Arsenic and Load Lace, um, The Diary of Anne Frank, and those are the same plays that if they left high school, they'd be going to, say, like a community theater, uh, if not college, uh, they were doing the same kind of plays. Since the beginning of the 20th, 21st century, that's changed. The, uh, the high school students are doing, now they're doing plays like um, The Adams Family, Mamma Mia, Beauty and the Beast, Into the Woods, Little Mermaid, Susicle the Musical, uh, SpongeBob, uh, Clue, Almost Maine, Peter and the Star Catcher, Radium Girls, etc. I saw a high school in the Longo doing Les Mis. Oh wow! Yes, I know that they did that. They did mm-hmm. the teen version at Algonquin Playhouse a few years ago. It was fabulous. Was that your say. upside down smile? Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> fabulous. That was incredible. <laughs> um, but so if that's the plays that they're doing, because that's, then and and what are the plays that the community theaters are doing? You can't take it with you. Glass Menagerie, Wait Until Dark, Arsenic and Old Lace, The Crucible. Are you RV. telling me they're stuck? Well, they, they, they are. I mean, between you and me, me and Kate, we probably have directed and acted in half of those, you know, yeah. over, the, over the years. And, um, and so here's the dichotomy. Those of us who are directing, if, 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 if you're an older teacher or if you were trained in a different era, and you're directing high school plays, you're going to want to do the plays that you did when you were a kid. Mm. But the kids, they're going out to these other places and they're doing newer plays. And if they go into the community theater, what are they auditioning for? They're auditioning for, you can't take it with you, you know, Austin and Old Lace. Um, but if there's a competing uh, a show to, to, to audition for, and that competing show happens to be more along the line of what they've been doing in these camps, they're going to go there. So when we were talking about the fact that the, uh, the, the talent pool is getting thinner, it's also getting older. Um, if community theaters continue to operate as if the audience and the audience's desires are the same in 2024 as they were even in 1994, which feels like yesterday to us, but we have to remember that's 30 years ago. Dang. <laughs> no, Dang. You know, that was a, that, that was a whole other era. Um, so who, who's it? So who's it for? Okay, so this brings up a whole. Here we go. It's rabbit hole time. Um, so you have the community theater group, which is kind of, I'm not going to say stuck, but if if kids 
maybe then they don't want to go there. Then they will not want to do arsenic and lace and whatever else us oldies want, you know, Camelot, crying out loud, or whatever. Um, so where do they go? What's happening to them? Hey, well, if you look at, but boy, I got to, there if they're not doing theater, you know, I mean, if if a theater offers them this opportunity to to, to, to do the kind of show that they want, a topical show, a, a a modern show, they'll go there. But if they aren't there, then there are the 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 the, the opportunities are diminished, and um, so they become influencers and uh, mm. and, and content creators. Only fans. Online. Yeah. Only <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you did it. Dang right. it. Uh, yeah, I mean that 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 if you if you think about uh, about the technology that the, the that that the kids have these days, they can create their own TikTok videos, they can yeah. create create their own Instagram reels. And uh, uh, they can go down that rabbit hole, which I don't know if that's good, bad, or or, or indifferent. But uh, but but Kate, what's uh, on the other hand, they they can start their own company. They can start their Ooh. own competing community theater. Ooh, yeah, um, yeah. I'm thinking of the group that that is in the Strand in Dover. Um, they just you know create another opportunity uh, to to do that, and that that again sort of diminishes. It's more opportunity for actors, but the um, audience, you know, you're competing for audience right, as well. Right, right. And you're going to cannibalize that at yeah. some point. So uh, so is this is this a real problem for the community theater itself in that, is this a, why don't they do, why aren't they doing Les Mis? Is it a budgetary thing? Is it they don't think they can get the cast? Is it, uh, is it just that they're stuck in their ways? Can they get out of it? I think it's all of that, but... If you, I, I think you have to begin to begin to look at your youth program as a feeder program for your adult. Assuming program. they have a youth program, uh, right, which, right. I, which I, or, 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 or create one, yeah. you know, and and think of the, of of that as a, as an apprenticeship, you know, program, so that you want to make sure that there's not this dichotomy, that this there's not this split between the adult theater and the kids theater. That they really should be, if if not quite seamless, at least one segues in, into the other. Um, and I think that 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 uh, the, the, I mean, I don't know what the financial situation of of a lot of theaters are. By you know, I don't have any inside knowledge there, but but I suspect that they that they're struggling and have been increasingly struggling since COVID to survive and are trying to figure out okay, how do we become profitable? Um, and once again, like I said last week, I'm not sure they're asking the right questions. I'm not sure they're looking at this from 10,000, 20,000 feet. You know, they're sort of looking at, at, at you know, what's happening in front of them and what, what's happening to them most recently and what's happening to them nearby. Yeah. So on a tertiary point, you did you sent me an article about some of the professional theaters that are struggling. They're having the same issue. Yeah. Now, maybe not for that reason. I mean, but they are having trouble getting an audience. So this problem is kind of folding in on itself, right? You've got a problem of attendance. You've got a problem with cannibalization, maybe, of the audience, with the prol- proliferation of, of new groups. You've got kids who are not funneling up 
into the system of the community theater and then maybe even professional, right? So this yeah. thing was imploding on itself. I mean, it, it, it does make it difficult. I mean, I mean, where do, the, where do kids go? I mean, what, why spend, all, if you go to college and get a master's degree like, like we did, thank God we wanted a time where, you know, uh, uh, it, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't so expensive to go to college in the 1970s. Uh, Kate was able to get her master's her degree and it cost her literally nothing because she, she got an assistantship. And I only had had to pay for part of one year, and then I got an assistantship, and so. And but that that animal doesn't exist anymore. Mm. And uh, so, if a kid is going to go into the, the the theater, and he's going to he or his parents are going to take out a huge loan and sink you know tens and twenties and fifty hundred thousand dollars into a in, into a, a degree that you're you want to turn into a profession, where are you going to go? How are you going to get there? Um, and and I. I think that that community theater and 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 youth theater can at least fill in some of the gap there by 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 providing kids an opportunity to um, to practice their craft and to learn how to, how how to do these things. So you are you kidding me? <laughs> it's a great day to be alive. Well, it's time for some bulky rolls and pastrami smashed with some chips inside it. Oh, I love, I love me some foods. All right, we have to take a break. We're going to put a pin in that. You are listening to NH Unscripted, you lucky listener. And I am Ray Dudley, your host with my jammies on. We are coming to you from the, let's see, where are we? The bunkers of the WKXL studio, deep, deep, deep underground in Concord, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. For those of you who are cranking up your radios, 101.9 FM in Manchester, NHTalkRadio.com is the U. R-L. We're coming back because we're just getting started. We always are. Ooh, who says I'm stupid? You have found NH Unscripted. We come to you every Wednesday and Friday morning at 9 a.m. But duh, you knew that because you're looking for us. We are coming to you from the mountaintop studios of the WKXL. Bunkers, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. Those are Concord based. 101.9 FM in Manchester. NH Talk Radio. That's where you can go find this show, all the other great programs here. They're all archived out there. Take a walk in a half an hour, not right now. In the meantime, Kevin Collins, Kate Collins, they're both in here from the Garrison Players. And they are giving me migraines. I'm bleeding from the brain. Because we're talking about the evolution of high school theater, community theater, I could go deeper there. Kevin, you said to me that this thing is fragmenting. Use that term in your email. That's a pretty heavy term to use, adjective. What's fragmenting and what is, if you can, what is the ultimate impact and is there even a solution for it? Or is it just natural evolution? 
I think it's you know, there's, there's there's no solution to it. It's it's how we respond to it. That so it's that, more that of an really, adaptation. Yeah, for that, it, 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 exactly. I mean, and and it, there has been adaptation out there. I mean, if you look back when you and I were growing up, and you know there were there were three channels, and we all watched the same shows. And if you look back at the at, at the Nielsen ratings, Beverly Hillbillies, you know, had something like fifty million viewers. You know, you go to the the, the number one show now, and it probably gets gets a third of that. Mm. Um, and uh, so there's, you know, you can say the Beverly Hillbillies were dumb, but then again, they were trying to appeal as to wide an audience as possible. Only Jethro was dumb. Only Jethro, only <laughs> Jethro Bodine, and um, and 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 the commercials were, you know, from Procter and Grant Gamble because that was everybody needed soap and toothpaste and shampoo, et cetera. So that so that's what our common culture was. It sounds silly, but that's really what it was. And then you sort of then you, as time went on, and then the the TV fragmented a bit. So you had say like Thursday must see TV, and Friday was to, you know thank God it's Friday night where you had you know Urkel and you know and, and you know and Saved by the Bell and shows like that 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 that, that the kids watched. Sunday was for Grandma and Grandpa. Um, and uh, what was interesting that uh, when when uh, Murder She Wrote, which was very popular with, with older people, was moved from Sunday night to another night, it it flopped. Now, why is that? Why didn't Grandma and Grandpa watch Murder She Wrote on the night that it was uh, that, that it was switched to? They passed away. They, <laughs> that would probably, okay. probably the, that's answer number one. <laughs> answer number two is that um, their, their their habits had been dictated by what was on TV. So in a sense, the TV deliberately fragmented the audience. So much so that if you remember Dawson's Creek coming out in the 1990s, and very big with very big with teenagers, wow. that had a just a fraction of the audience that a murder she wrote or a Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman had. But it cost more to get a commercial on Dawson's Creek because their target audience, even though it was smaller, was younger. And older people had their buying habits already settled, and the younger kids, they're having their buyer habits developed. So, you know, so that advertisers wanted to make sure that they got onto Dawson's Creek because they wanted to establish the... So that's kind of... So it's, and, and then it's gone on and on and on. I don't want to get... You know, it'll, yep. it'll take up too much time. I could go on forever. To the point now where um, TikTok and 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 Twitter and all of these uh, uh, apps are being criticized because kids are being targeted individually with ads. So, but let's leave apart the fact that 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 the kids are being targeted. They're also creating their own world, their own content, um, and 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 I think that. What's happened has has really impacted how the kids view themselves in relationship to the world. I think, and 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 Kate can probably speak to it better than I can. Um, yeah, the the um, a big change that I saw in high school theater just in the last ten years um, really has to do with them. Um, I guess the choice of plays, um, because when you ask the kids what they want to be, what shows they want to do their their focus is narrower they the shows that they know are usually um, shows that have been um, developed from that a tv show made into a musical a movie made into a musical 
um, like uh, Legally Blonde and, and so forth. Um, whereas, I, you know, I, I built a, a theater program in a high school for over 30 years, and I would alternate between classics and more contemporary and comedies and dramas and, um, you know, get in a children's show every couple of years. Um, and really sort of because it's because it's education as well as um, performance, um, you want to expose kids to the Oklahomas and the, you know, the, the great music of shows from the past. Um, but it, when I recently retired, I had a younger director come in um, to sort of help with the transition. And um, she came in from the community theater. And she gave the kids a lot more choice in um, the show. And so they chose something very contemporary, which um, led to lots of issues over, um, we, changed, we changed words here and there to make it more acceptable, fairly you know, conservative school. It was a um, religious school. So um, I was cautious. I had always been cautious, but um, the contemporary shows are dealing with contemporary issues that some schools are just not ready for. And so it, you know, there was censorship, there was, uh, there were problems with the production that really were unexpected. So I think, you know, the culture wars are, are, are feeding in as well. Um, there was a case of a, a school in um, Sherman, Texas, where they did Oklahoma. And when the cast was announced, a student was, um, uh, was transgender, um, was cast as a male but was born female. The board objected. It was, uh, it was hit the national news. And, um, you know, th so the issues uh, around LGBTQ um, concerns are, um, I mean, theater has always been, yeah. you know, there are always more girls than boys in high school, in, you know, high school age and college theater. So you always have girls playing boys. You always mm -hmm. have cross-gender casting. Um, but this this created a, 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 a sort of a public relations disaster for that school in, in Texas where they actually backtracked and allowed the, the student to play the role. Um, but, you know, the, the big thing for me was that high, high school theater has always been sort of a haven for the kids who are different and different in lots of ways. But... Um, uh, it's a, it's a safe place where people are more accepting because people are dressing up and yeah, playing arts, roles anyway right. and sort of finding themselves. Um, and so it's always been a, a, a safe place. But now uh, for many school boards, for many uh, schools across the country, um, those kids are in the crosshairs. You know, they're they're not um, their targets. Uh, if they um, are doing shows that deal with controversial topics, it it sort of doubly targets the kids, and I, I think that's really unfortunate. So, so sorry, I kind of let off in no, a, a different direction it, it, there. But okay. <laughs> so do you? Does this follow straight through then to community theater? Is that where we're going with that? Is that is this an outcropping of that? I think so. I I, I think what, what what it's like. What will happen? It's not so, so much what's happening now because we're we're right here in the beginning of it. You you. You take a look at all of these things that happen as cases, as the culture wars, you add in COVID, you add in all the changes that are going on and the, the polarization of America, et cetera. And theater is not a haven from that. Theater is an out, is part of that. You, 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 you know, it's like you, you, a fish doesn't know it's in water. 
you know, and 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 I, I think that sometimes uh, you know theaters and actors don't realize that they're that they're part of the world. They think them they think of themselves as as separate from it, but but they're not. If you want to see probably the ultimate example of where theater acting performing is is heading, um, I would recommend Bo Burnham's incredible one-person show Inside. I don't know if you ever saw it no, on Netflix. No. Bo Burnham, um, I remember first hearing about Bo Burnham when he was a student at the St. John's Prep, and he was an early YouTube user, and he could play the piano and wrote songs. He's a comedian, and he was probably 16 years old. I think my students maybe even heard of him, so we, we I, I made his, his uh, a show part of my class. And when we come back, I'll talk a little bit more about Dang, we're deep. <laughs> Dang, we're deep. Well, you know, Saturday night's all right for fighting. It ain't Saturday, but we'll do that anyhow. You are listening to NH Unscripted. Ooh, I am your ever-handsoming host, Ray Dudley. Glad to be here. We are coming to you from the studios of WKXL in Concord, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and 101.9 FM for you angels in Manchester. The URL? Oh, yeah, we got one. NHTalkRadio.com. Kevin and Kate Collins are in the house. Woo! Yeah, this is a master class. We'll be back. How are you? Don't you know I'm your favorite son? Yeah, 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 I'm Ray Dudley. Yes, you are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your Arlo Guthrie type host, Ray Dudley. Yeah, we're in the weeds. You are listening to us from the studios of WKXL. That's my FM voice right there. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. And nhtalkradio.com. You got 15 minutes. Don't go there yet. I see you reaching for the keyboard. nhtalkradio.com. Before we go too far, Kevin and Kate Collins from the Garrison Players, can you please give me a URL for the players? Sure. Uh, www.garrisonplayers.org. And we have uh, several upcoming shows, uh, including... um, Black Comedy and the White Liars by Peter Schaffer. That's coming up in March. And uh, True Crimes, written by uh, Glenn Kosker, is coming up in May. And two youth ed, the- youth ed shows. Uh, the teens are doing 9 to 5, the musical. And the kids are doing Frog and Toad. Um, and those will be in June. And if you go to www.garrisonplayers.org, you can find out more information. He's so clean. So clean. Man. Okay, speaking of cleaning, how do we clean up this mess? Okay. We are knee-deep in the weeds, are we not? And, and I think it's, it, it's, it's really important for, for, uh, for, for, for theaters to understand, as I said before, where, what's going to happen as, as time goes on. And I mentioned uh, Bo Burnham. Um, as I said, back in, in, in the 1990s, I first heard of Bo Burnham. Um, he was an early YouTube uh, a star, and uh, would just do one. He'd play his songs, original, very funny songs. Um, my whole family, uh, and 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 it was it was a very funny song. My whole family thinks I'm gay. 
even my girlfriend thinks I'm gay. Uh, as, <laughs> and he was very funny. Um, and he got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then during COVID, he created a sh- one-person show in which he did everything in this room with uh, all, all of the technological uh, uh, things available to him. Um, and I, I, I can't even describe it, but it's brilliant. It's, it, it, it's a brilliant show, and it won a ton of awards. And, uh, I, and I got into it uh, very deeply uh, with my students that I had at CATA, um, uh, the Kachiko Academy of the Arts, uh, which unfortunately is closed, but I, well, after I retired, I went back to teaching for a year. And the students I had really saw themselves in this one-person show in which Bo Burnham explored what it was like to be alone, to be just him and his cell phone, uh, him in, in this room running music, developing it, and talking about what it was like to all, to have a, your whole world seen through your cell phone, accessing the internet, and the kids that, that I had in, in, in class understood that. They just said, yes, that's, that's our life. Now, if theater is an extension of real life, and I would like to think that that's true, then as time goes on, you're going to see that there are going to be two competing uh, traditions. One is the arsenic and old lace, Oklahoma, you can't take it with you tradition, and the other is going to be this kind of... Um, Topical, uh, uh, centered. Uh, uh, let's explore what it means to be us. Let's take a chance. Let's 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 push the envelope. And that's going to be hard for traditional theaters, just as it's hard for traditional high schools to cope with that without upsetting someone. So why is that? I don't mean to digress, and I hopefully I'm not. Why are they competing uh, uh, feelings, thoughts? Why why are they at odds with each other? Why can't they why can't they coexist? I think because they're not aware that there's that there's that dichotomy. Oh, yeah, because we 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 become very insular. I mean, that's that's that. I I think that's the things that 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 you and I have talked about is that um, that if you're um, a theater person attached to a particular community theater or whatever, um, that your life begins and ends, or your theatrical life begins and ends with those footlights and that you know, and 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 that back backstage area, and you're not aware unless you take a step back and take a look at the world around you and go out and see what's happening with other groups. And stop thinking them as competition, but thinking them as part of the whole. Mm. And as I said before, there's a there's there there, there really should be a trend line. And to, to think of, if I have a youth theater program, this is where uh, a lot of the, uh, the the groundwork is going to be laid, not just for the the kids' uh, um, talent as actors, but capacity to explore themselves, to uh, to to. To engage with the uh, people who are like them, to explore what it means to be young, and theater has always given us that opportunity. You, 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 you as as Kate said, you get to put on a put on a persona and try that persona out. 
I mean, I, I, I will be honest. I, 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 I think that the reason why the whole gender identity thing is happening these days is because kids, they feel as if their identity is being dictated to them. And so they take the opportunity to explore another identity, whether that's gender or something else, or sometimes even changing their name. Um, uh, and 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 theater is one is one way that you can do that in a in, in an organized fashion. Um, a former student of ours directed a, a, a version of um, a Twelfth Night a few years ago, in which all gender identity was 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 twisted. It was the most gender bended uh, uh, Shakespearean play I've ever seen. Which is you know which if you know. Twelfth Night, it's 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 already that way because you've got the central character, Viola, is a you know you, you think because Shakespeare's roles were played by men, you have an actor pretending to be a a, a girl who's pretending to be a man in this yeah. play, and that's and that goes around and around and around. Well, this this former student just took that idea, and exploded it, and was given the opportunity to, 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 to use Twelfth Night to explore the concept of gender. That's not going to happen at a high school, but it might be happening inside a high schooler's head. Mm. Um, and, uh, and, and so I, I, I think that, 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 that it really behooves theaters to not simply think of themselves as, as strictly entertainment as strictly diversion which it still can be but that shouldn't that that it, it might be more useful in the future to, to not make that your main job but um but to make it an ancillary do you role. think that things like tiktok snapchat instagram are, is actually in a way detrimental to theater because they don't need theater to perform now they can be they can be you use the word ins, insular insular dang where am i from boston okay. anyway but they so they don't need a crowd they don't need theater anymore because they can perform in front of a lot more people and never leave their bedroom absolutely and so they don't even have to go try out for theater. They don't ever have to audition anywhere. Yeah, if 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 your self worth or your your fame is measured by how many likes you have, yeah, um, you don't need applause because you just look at that tick tick tick. Yeah, meter. and 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 now and that's alien to me. So I can't even begin to explore that because um, I'm past the point where I. You'll worry about whether or not anybody likes what I posted. <laughs> well, you're 110 anyway, That's so true. You're, you're, not, That's true. you're not worried about anything. The last person I worried about liked me was Walt Whitman. <laughs> Kate, did you have something you wanted to add into that whole thing? No, I don't think so, actually. Um, oh. That, <laughs> okay. I'm just laughing. Well, welcome to the radio show. <laughs> so how does this end up? I mean, is it... So you still have layered on top of that the problem that... Community theater groups still need to make money. And so how far outside their format can they go without risking nobody paying anymore? They just don't want to come. I think they I think they have to be willing to set aside one part of their season to to the you know, let's let's let you know like like 
uh, uh, businesses have their loss leader. Okay, I will bring in the uh, I, will, I will bring in the the the, the customers because they're going to get a great deal on this one thing, and hopefully while they're in here, they'll find these other things. You know, they're going to buy, buy I wife. think I think that's where they can coexist it, it, to really have that balance between the 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 popular old shows yeah. and something really experimental or really you know uh, topical or or you know creating questions. I know for a fact we didn't solve the problem. I know for a fact. <laughs> Gonna have to have you back. The URL once again for uh, Garrison. That's www.garrisonplayers.org. Whew, I may be right, I may be wrong, but I'm perfectly willing to swear. I'm not swearing anywhere. This is NH Unscripted. We are coming to you from the monk like conditions of the WKXL studios in Concord, 1450 AM, 103 FM, 103.9 FM in Concord. For those of you who own a radio, 101.9 FM in Manchester. Now you can go out to the webs, nhtalkradio.com. Whew, what can I say? Done. We're done. I'm done. I'm baked. Time for Sanka. We're out of here.